1490 WWPR, Bradenton, Sarasota, Tampa Bay. And now it's time for Veracruz. Shut up and sit down. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Paraprobe. I quit. I'm, I'm sitting here currently <laughs> with Jesse J. Say hi, Jesse. Hi. Oh, okay. sorry. And we also got Blue back. Run yeah. the board today. I got oh. so excited. <laughs> I know. Blue is here. And I'm your host, Miley Cyrus. I just got a really deep voice like Miley. Dude. Those allergies. I'm telling you. Woo. Uh, so... Here we are sitting back here at the station at 1490 AM, WWPR, located in Bradenton, Florida. And we're going to sail along with your blues and soul tonight. We're going to be jamming out to some slow jams. Oh, wait, I'm going to start wrong station. Oh, I can hear right now. Little moody sax. A little bit of love music. Um, yeah, call me Jesse Love. Like, everybody's sinuses are, like, kicking in this week because of all the rain we got, and, like, everybody sounds like James Earl Jones this week. Yeah, it's spring version, too. Uh, like, like literally, Jesse walked in and sounded like he finally went through puberty. It was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. just stepped in, and he's like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> to collect your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it ain't it ain't wrong though. <laughs> it's better than trying to say Appomattox. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Oh my God, we were talking about like about oh God, three weeks ago or so we were doing a show and there's this word Appomattox. It's if a place, some, not a word. Well, it's I'm just place. saying the for for what I'm explaining this word that I could not say. I don't know why my brain took a walk and like you you said it like three times. I called it hippopotamus. I called it like every other word but Appomattox. Yeah, well, that's because I'm from around there and yeah. stuff, you know? I mean, bro. Where I come from. Yeah. yeah. Get Don't get that neck. stuck in my head. No. <laughs> All right. So, I'm anyways. Reformed. Reformed. Reformed redneck. Yeah. Ish. Uh, you're, you're, I don't know. You have I'm, Southern Grace now. Dude, I'm starting to, like, I find the older I get, the more, like, I'm returning to, like, that kind of slower way. Like. I can't keep up anymore. Like, everything's going so fast. I'm like, I'm just going to chill over here. You know why? And honestly, I got to say, um, for people in the South, we are we move and we do things much slower. Hard workers, everything else. But, yes, we do things much slower. But I believe the reason why is because look at how we eat. You know, we were taught, like, when we were growing up, man, you had ham, eggs, bacon, you know, a ton of food to eat for breakfast before you went to, you know, school or whatever. Um, and then you turn around and you look at, like, your – think about this. Like, when you go to your mom's house and she makes dinner, it, it could be two people, but she makes enough for, like, nine. You know, like, every time. That's the way my mom was. And we had to eat. We were, you know, we were made to eat. Eat what's on your plate or you're not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you know. So, I so think you're saying we eat too much? That's why we're we slow because we're full. <laughs> we can't move. That's the problem. Well, that's the no. That's not really the problem though, because like I don't eat a heavy breakfast. Like if I eat breakfast at all, like I'm well now as an adult. I'm talking about, but you know, back in the younger days. Yeah, but I was like the Flash when I was little. Like you could not slow me down with anything. You still can't slow you down. I feel slow. I feel wicked slow. Uh, that's the sinuses kicking in today. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Probably more the sinuses. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Legit, I legit need a drill to, like, release the sinus pressure. I've asked for a drill at work, like, <laughs> See, times. that's the bad thing. Us, <laughs> us people from the South, we will actually attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> we, for us in the South, we definitely have our, uh, our, you know, hey, guys, watch this moments all the time. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, hold my beer and watch this. You know, and uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it fails miserably, but at least we're entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very. Yeah. yeah. You cannot say that, you know, people from the South are not entertaining. I mean, first of all, Florida man stories. Let's just put that out there. Absolutely. And then, like, hold my beer, watch this, you know. Go to Alabama. Like, not just Alabama, but, like, the Alabama-Florida panhandle area. And go hang out with Bob for a while. I mean, yeah. like, just... Hang out with them. Yeah. Chill with them. Get a beer with them. You're going to see some stuff. Yeah. 
And, and the other thing is, too, like especially for us people from the South, that when we get to drinking, there's not much you cannot talk us into. <laughs> and that's God's honest truth. Okay, prime example. I'm in, I was living in Key West. Uh, a friend of mine that I work with at this restaurant, and I'm not going to say her name, uh, their boyfriend, who was in the military at the time, came back to visit. They were on leave for like a week. So this girl that I worked with, she's like, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you take him out tonight since you're off work? Oh. Yeah, you remember. Yeah. Go show him around Key West, but stay out of trouble. I know you. You're a good guy. <laughs> You'll keep him out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. Now, mind you, <laughs> I'm... Go to Key West and stay out of trouble. Exactly. <laughs> and on the mission, in fact, I'm former military, too. So we go out... The only way that I can right, explain pause, okay, pause. Go ahead. if anybody has any friends or family or like anything, knows anybody that's military, you know as soon as alcohol hits any military person's bloodstream, they are a toddler. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the first thing that comes to our mind is I wonder what would happen if I do this. Exactly. And we follow through with it. So <laughs> me and him are sent out on this mission to go have a good time, make sure I keep him out of trouble because he was a partier. Uh he was a SEAL. You know, and so, yeah, they're like, you know, have a good time, come back in one piece, yada, yada, yada. Literally how we showed up at the bar <laughs> later that night, we left wearing, like, you know, uh, board shorts, T-shirt, you know, sandals, because Key West, you know, wearing ball caps. Yeah. Um, we came back wearing <laughs> um, hot pink bike pants. There were shorts and tutus, and we had body paint all over us. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And she already got like 15 text messages from the bar across the street saying, keep them there, don't let them come back when we got kicked out. I cannot deny or confirm everything that happened that night and what all we got into, but I, we almost made the news. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a buddy that uh, did make the news. Um, apparently him and like, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm going to not even give any vague details because I don't want this to get out there, but because what they did. They uh, were out on the town, in the town that they were in, and stole a scissor lift. And oh. lifted it all the way up, riding down the road, bar hopping with a scissor lift. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I can neither deny nor confirm that when I was in the Navy at a port in Mexico, um, that we got a little tanked, and we had a golf cart that we were driving around the island that somehow accidentally went off a pier. Never to be heard from again. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. See, see, like, I've got very few. See, I don't, I don't get drunk a lot. Like, I'll neither have, do I. I'll I have, really don't. I'll have one or two beers, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, when I did get drunk, when I did have my, because I was always the designated driver because mm -hmm. I got to drive everybody else's cool cars. Oh yeah. Know? I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. Yep. But uh, I was. I would have, you know, like maybe like one time when I was home, not offshore, one weekend where I would not be the designated driver. And I lost half my wardrobe in like six months. <laughs> like I, I literally like lose shirts, pants, yeah, socks. Like I, I showed up. So I, I vaguely remember half this night. Like I went bar hopping by myself because the guys weren't hopping bars fast enough. So I went bar hopping. I've, like, met, like, random friends, like, at random places that, like, hey, what's up? What are you doing here? Like, and then next thing I know, they're, like, picking me up in the car, and I have no shirt. I'm missing a shoe. My opposite sock, not the shoe that I'm missing, but my opposite sock is off my foot in a shoe. <laughs> um, Half my pants leg is gone. Apparently I blew a shoe and spun into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I was a complete disaster. Like I and there was like marker like on me. Somebody drew something on me. Other things just Yeah, yeah. I was a mess. It was hilarious. They're like, "Where the hell did you go, dude?" <laughs> Bro, my going away party for the Navy, I uh I lost track of the last bar that I was at. I just remember that I woke up on Siesta Key Beach in Sarasota, my hometown. Uh, wearing just my jeans. My boots were gone, T-shirt gone, my leather jacket was gone. It was wintertime. I woke up on the beach, had no clue how I got there. <laughs> and I turn around, and I'm like, and, and it was so funny because I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I was at the bar 
hours ago because it's now like 6 a.m. By the way, how I woke up was an old guy with a cane tapping me with his cane to get me up to get me to leave from out in front of his condo from the <laughs> beach. So I got, I got up. I looked like a sugar cookie covered in sand. And I turn around, and I'm like, okay. Um, I'm looking around because, I kid you not, first thing came to my mind was the movie Jaws. I'm like, was there a female present with me, and where did her body go? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking around. I don't see anything else. I'm like, okay, apparently it was just me who wound up here somehow. So long story short. You were I, abducted by aliens nope. and dropped off on the beach. No, I actually backtracked and found out what happened. So I left from there and walked to the 7-Eleven, which is about maybe a mile from there, right, uh, roughly. Walked to the 7-Eleven. I still had my wallet, all my cash. Everything was in my wallet. I called my buddy Kelly. I'm like, dude, can you please come pick me up? I mean, dude, I must have sat there and let his phone ring and ring and ring and ring for like five, ten minutes before he finally answered because he was out partying with us too. So this is like 6.30 in the morning, I guess. <laughs> so he, he he's like, where are you? I'm like, Siesta Key Beach. I'm at 7-Eleven, which he knew what I was talking about. It's like the only 7-Eleven back then. when We'd always stop there to get our drinks when we we're going to the beach. And he is just dying laughing. And he's like, okay, man, I'm on my way. So he shows up, and I'm like, first thing I ask is, dude, where's my truck? He's like, your truck's at the house, nice and safe. You were drinking. <laughs> you gave your keys to one of our friends, uh, Bruce, that was out with us. He was dead sober. He drove your truck home and dropped it off. I'm like, cool. Now, how did I get to the beach? <laughs> and he said, you don't remember the the girl you were hanging out with. And I'm like, Jaws, popped in my head again. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude, you, you left with this girl who said she was you know, going to take you out for breakfast and then take you home. And I'm like, uh, well, I don't live on Siesta Key, and I don't remember breakfast, no nothing, right? Long story short, when I get to my house, I got like 10 phone messages from this girl. Because obviously I've given her my phone number saying, um, where are you? <laughs> Here is what happened. We didn't do anything, you know, provocative. We were just hanging out on the beach, talking, laying in the sand. I dozed off. She dozed off. She woke up. She goes, hey, would you like me to, you know, make breakfast and coffee and stuff? You know, we need to get up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, just give me a couple of minutes. She walks off. I drift back off. When I woke up the second time, didn't remember it. So I had no clue how I got to the beach at this moment, right? I'm, st I'm not going to lie. I was still pretty drunk at this point, too, when I woke up. So, uh, anywho, long story short, man, I, I, I realized that, well, at least she didn't die and get eaten by a shark. Um, I didn't have to worry about killing a giant shark to protect Siesta Key Town, you know. Um, so all that worked out. You really are obsessed with Jaws. It was just really, really funny how it all happened, man. I mean, I, I still remember the panic in my mind. You know, when he said that I left with someone and here I am on the beach. Because if I would have woken up without my wallet, the first thing I would have been like, nah, she was a scam artist. She brought me out here, let me pass out, took my wallet and left. You know, so, end of story. Yeah. But no, I had everything with me. That's the part that scared me. So thank God, knock on wood, it all worked out. She's still alive to this day, as far as I know of. Hasn't been eaten by a shark or anything. <laughs> so this, yeah, this is how some of our parties would end up. We uh, stable gunned uh, a friend of ours to a roof in a sleeping bag. That's the best. Yeah, that was kind of cool. All right. All right, so moving on. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so today's show, we're talking about... Try to segue like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sharks, we're talking about UFOs. <laughs> um, so the Pentagon is going to be coming out. Uh, their deadline is June 25th. That They are releasing unredacted reports. Of all the UAPs they've been dealing with, a.k.a. UFOs, um, for all the extensive last few decades, uh, they're going to be releasing this information. Now, a lot of people are wondering what's coming out with this information. Are they going to be talking about there's aliens and, and here it is, here's the proof and blah, 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 and are making it public. It's going to Congress, but will be released to, to the public. Um, they have filed you know, for the Freedom of Information Act, and obviously it went through and everything's getting released. So we already know, we did a show here a few weeks ago, we're talking about how the military has been dealing a lot with these UAPs, especially in the last few like years, like the last 10 years. Um, it's been around for decades, you know, the, the, all the way back in like the 40s that people can report, you know, of uh, these UAPs that have shown up uh, during dogfights, yeah. you know, back during the war. Um, all the way till now, but now they're getting more and more prevalent, and the Pentagon has been releasing video footage of UFOs that have been getting entirely too close to our military ships and military installations. Bad idea. Terrible idea. Not good. And if you remember, too, Jesse, on our last show, the one thing I said was that there's no way that would happen 
and them not be digging into it, oh, wanting yeah. to know who in the hell that was. Dude, that's 100% no doubt on that. And yeah, I mean, that's a matter of national security at that yeah. point. Oh, yeah. You have all the uh, acronym agencies coming out of the woodwork. You know, Absolutely. Things we've never heard of. You know, they, uh, let's, let's just make one up. There's probably out there. Like the UAF. Yeah. That's the United States Air Force. Never mind. <laughs> no, it's made up. <laughs> no, Space Force is made up. Yeah. Dude, there's a guy on TikTok. I can't even remember. Uh, the one who does all the stuff for the different military branches. Yeah, and yeah. every time he does the... the... The Space Force, he's got like a potato, a tinfoil hat, and like little like fingers on the fingers. Every yeah. time he talks. Yeah. I lose it. Dude, I was actually watching a video of their physical training. Uh-huh. It's like kindergarten recess, bro. Compared to what we did in boot camp and what we did in military, yeah, it, it, it's like, yeah. Maybe I should join the Space Force. Dude, you were more than enough good shape to be able to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, watching some of the people who are doing it, and, and trust me, I'm, I back all military branches. I really do. Uh, but just watching the videos, and actually the video I was watching was this uh, former, I believe he's a former Marine Force recon, I believe. Um, I could be wrong, but anyways, a guy's former military and uh, former uh, marine, and he watches videos and does like his segment of like you know what he thinks about them. Yeah. Right. Um, the guys from Black Rifle Coffee uh, Company, they do the same thing. You yeah. know, uh, James, uh, what's his name, Matt Best, and all them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I love those guys, man. I watch their videos all day. Um, but anyways, they did one on Space Force, so I was watching it, and I mean, I was literally crying. I was laughing so hard watching what they were doing. I'm like, really? I'm going to have to look that up now. You're going to have to, yeah. But no, 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 no. In all seriousness, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's going to actually... I believe if you're probably going into the, you know, the new military branch of Space Force, it's probably more about your intelligence than it is your physical readiness. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that obviously there's a certain... You know, demonstration of physical prowess that they have to be able to prove and do. Yeah, but you know, like if you're going to be operating a in a chair and be in space in space when there's no gravity and yeah, you can weigh 350 and it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, so yeah, I wonder if that's why Space Force got created. Hmm. Ah, dun, you dun, like what dun, I did dun, there? Dun, dun. I know. I, did. <laughs> I like that. Do it again. Also. Do it slower. <laughs> um, you're ridiculous. Um, so uh, there was something that happened off the coast of Florida with a Navy ship, mm-hmm. and they're doing, uh, what is it? It's like uh, shock training for the newest class of aircraft carrier, which they've been doing it to all their ships for a long time. Yep. But it's where they detonate a giant explosion under the water next to the ship to see if the ship can take it. Yeah, which is theoretically kind of stupid. You're like, here, let me blow this up and see if we can withstand it. <laughs> well, I mean, sea trials, dude. I know, I, I know. I, I trust me. I, I, thrown, thought it, I thought they were bat crap crazy the first time I uh, took a boat out of the shipyard, yep. and we were doing sea trials, and the Coast Guard was on there trying to break the boat. Yeah. It's like, we just yeah. finished. They, they want to know its limitations, and that's Stop how they find boat. out. I literally felt like... um. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, stop putting holes in my ship. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do in props. It's like, hey, yeah. break it now before before opening night. Break it. Yeah, tear yeah. yourself up, fool. <laughs> yeah. Fix it. You know how it, how it breaks. Yep, be prepared, you know. Um, and when I was in mine warfare in the Navy, we would detonate explosives, obviously, clearing these minefields, you know, on the water out there. And you talk about a weird feeling, man, when you're standing on the deck and an explosive goes off in the water. You know, obviously we don't blow it up right beside us. You know, we go out to yeah, the Yeah, you were in a wooden ship. <laughs> yeah, on a wooden ship of all things, too. Not metal to protect you, but wood. And, uh, well, because of the fact we, you know, some of these things are magnetic influence, so we were on a, a wooden ship. Um, so, anyways, when they would detonate, you'd be standing, like, on the deck, you know, because you always want to see the blast go up in the air and everything. But there was this, like, moment where you're standing, all of a sudden it's like, and, you, and the whole, like, deck just, that little, like, you barely hear it. It's like a little... But then all of a sudden, it's like the whole deck like goes up like three inches. You're like, boom, you know, it's like, <laughs> this is going to be a big one. <laughs> boom, here comes everything shooting out of the water. And, uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Well, I brought that up just to bring up USOs because yep. USOs, um, underwater submersible vehicles or uh, Underwater object. submersible objects. There you go. Yep. UAVs, USVs, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> man. My head like feels ATV. solid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw random acronyms We're just out keep there. Throwing acronyms out. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dice. Just roll it and see where it lands. And <laughs> I'm telling All you right. right now, I was out there in the woods and I saw this REC go over the top, 
And then when I watch that thing land, next thing you know, here comes the military. And there's that branch, uh, that, that law enforcement branch. Oh, what were they called? Uh, the VAW. The, the VAW, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were followed by BMW. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's kind of crazy, though, I mean, because of the fact that, you know, I'm getting a little bit serious here, that, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, oh, man, that must have been crazy, you know, when they had these things fly up along, you know, our our like aircraft, military aircraft. Oh, yeah. You know, fly up alongside, obviously, our ships. This one happened just a few months ago with the ships. They got way too close. And, I mean, they got some good video footage of them, too. But the thing is that, like I was saying before, that's a matter of national security. Because if you think that they're not investigating that or going, I mean, I'm talking way deep into investigating it, you are sadly mistaken. Because try jumping the fence at a military installation, and after that, look how far they dig into your background. Oh, yeah. You can do it as a practical joke. Promise you're going to get caught. Don't ever do it. Dude, I'm telling people, you now. Yeah, those don't people do it. with the whole thing that went down with the Capitol, they are like going oh, yeah. deep. Deep. Oh, yeah. Going deep. Deep. <laughs> into their like background. Like, yeah. So think, it, you stab somebody with a pencil in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that? It seems you have a list of violence in your past. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hit him with my notebook. <laughs> yeah. I was three. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, they will, man. They will. I mean, they are going to go deep on your background because oh, yeah. they want to know anything and everything about you, your connections, who you talk to. They're going to check everything like that. So imagine an aircraft that you can't describe, never been seen before, flying that close to a military jet or a military ship, or a military installation, they want to know where did it come from and who's in control of it is what they want to know. I'm going to hit you with something that's really going to mess with your head. Okay. Or maybe not your head, but a lot of people's heads. Mm-hmm. What if they're not aircraft? Okay. What if they're a life form? Like the quote-unquote aircraft mm-hmm. is like the equivalent of like a seagull. Yeah. Like a big flying space seagull or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm just checking you, or like, you know how dolphins will check you out, or like yeah. manatees will check you out in the water? Yeah. What if it's something like that? It's like, huh, what are you? Why are you in my space here? And Well, here's the thing. If because it was I mean, a life form that was earthbound, came from here, or of earth, you know, no, earthly that's origins. Why, that's why I said a space, you Yeah, know. at that point in time, they would be, it would be totally been declassified back then. They'd have every scientist in the world checking it out, you know, to, because, hey, we found this new life form that's I from here. See. But if it's not from here, yeah, they're not going to be talking about that publicly. No, so, because, I mean, if it's something like, uh, there, I don't even remember, but, like, there was a life form, a made-up life form on a sci-fi show mm-hmm. that, like, went from planet to planet, like, eating this type of volatile gas or whatever. What yeah. if it is something like that that just comes by, visits... It's like carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, like, and who knows? the ozone layer, and then, like, hey, well, what are you? And then, like, leaves. Well, it would prove two things. One, that obviously aliens exist. It is a life form from another planet. So, technically, that's an alien. Well, aliens totally exist. Yeah. So, there you go. And then, secondly, it would prove that, well, they believe in going green if they're eating carbon dioxide. So, but well, maybe that's... So, maybe... If it does that, maybe it's nature's way of, like, counteracting human influence. And helping us. Yeah. You never know. Counteracting global warming. And then all the stuff we're doing about global warming, we're actually starving these animals. Do you know how many people are really doing some diehard research after this show? A lot. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Uh, Get you your know, tinfoil hat out. Well, the, the thing that I was leading up to. over here thinking of the Transformers theme song. <laughs> more than meets the eye but here's the thing if it is uh if they have had let's say connections with alien entities you know maybe have made contact actually maybe be communicating with them i can tell you right now it's probably even though there's this freedom of information act there's still national security i i highly believe that especially if it's something that they know of or they're detrimental to us, they may not release that information. So a lot of people have been guessing what's coming out with the information. I think it's going to be a whole lot of, well, here's this object. It flew up on us. We recorded it, and it flew away. It's going to be a whole lot of that. Yeah, it's going to be be a lot of BS, and there's going to not be a lot of reason behind it. Because if they are actively communicating with aliens or something else, right now they're talking to them. Yeah. It's still considered, you know, national security. They're, yeah, absolutely. They, it doesn't fall underneath the Freedom of Information Act if it is an active and ongoing K 
case, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So, I mean, guess what? You're expecting a lot, you ain't going to get a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, it's going to be a whole lot of words. I've been soup. seeing a lot of people because, obviously, we do a show about the paranormal, so we follow a lot of sites about the paranormal and such, and everything from Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, you name it. And I am a very firm believer from what I have been seeing about people talking about. A lot of people are assuming the Pentagon is going to be like, you know, hey, here's the dictionary of everything we found. I promise you, it's not going to be that. No. I guarantee it. It's going to be the... It's going to be very short and sweet. It's going to be the absolute minimal amount that mm-hmm. they can release legally. Like, exactly. Exactly. That's anytime, not really a part of national security. So... People, well, here's... Going to here's sound, well, hold is, on real quick. Here's yeah. the big thing. A lot of people believe that when you file the Freedom of Information Act, when it gets cleared and that information gets released, they seem to think that everything gets released with it. No, that's not true. No. That's not how anytime, it works. Anytime the government is involved, and this isn't like an anti-status thing, this is just a fact of life. Yeah. Anytime the government gets involved in anything or has power over something or has like information on something and they really don't want you to know about it or want to do anything about it – they're going to do the most minimal thing possible to give up any of that information, power, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because, I mean, face it, people like power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and power mean, corrupts. Absolute power, especially. Oof. But here's the thing, though. Uh, so with the whole UAP thing that's going on, you know. Man, and, why'd and, you have to go there? Like, I was trying to, like, keep it vague and stuff, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm over here just like, all right, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping it kind of family-friendly-ish, you know. And no, I, it, I it, throw the curveball in there and yeah, cook everybody's brain down. Yeah, you got to be a jerk, down. man. Like, yeah, absolutely. You're going to have people melting down on it. Like, They'll get over Oh, it. my God. <sighs> I can't believe you said that. Watch. When it comes out, I was going to tell them everything about UFOs, and then they turn around and get the report, and they're going to be like, I hate him. He was right. Yeah, well, you're normally right because you think because i think i know i hate that <laughs> try it sometime it's kind of heavy <laughs> i refuse <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is uh you know i mean i'm hoping beyond hope that maybe there will be more extensive information that they will release but honestly uh, just going with the gut feeling and all that i highly doubt it because of you know if it, like i said if it's a matter of national security they're not wanting the world to know even if it would have been, let's say those craft that they found, let's just say for all intents and purposes, they were craft created by, say, China or Russia. They probably aren't even going to tell the American people that, hey, these are just drones that were created by China or Russia. They won't even talk about that. They'll still market it as, well, we had these objects come in, and they did this, that, and other, and we did this, that, and other, you know, but the investigation is still ongoing. I, I guarantee they wouldn't release it that, that, because here's why. The things that they came across that they did talk about publicly, they basically said that it's far more advanced than what we have. That's not a good thing to be letting the people know that that came from China or that came from Russia. You know what I'm saying? From so a military on the, standpoint. On the one hand. They're going to make people worry. On the one hand, it would be – yeah, that would be the way that I would think it would go. But if it was one of our more potential – enemies so to speak i'm waiting for fbi to come crashing through the door and grab us and put us in cuffs (laughs) i I really do if it was like somebody like russia or china with Mm -hmm. super advanced stuff and they were like doing that type of stuff to us it would kind of behoove them to let the american public know because then you have the back end of we the people to hey Go do what you need to do. Let's. Let, what can we do to help? Because I guarantee, like, COVID showed us this. You know, yeah, everybody is back crap crazy after COVID because we've been locked up and crazy and, like, we don't remember what people's faces look like and stuff. Mm-hmm. But everybody wanted to do their part to help everybody yeah. regardless. You yeah. know, some some people went a little overboard on one, you know, side or another. It It is what it is. That's what people do. Yep. But generally – People wanted to help and do their part. If this is actually like China or Russia, like with highly advanced aircraft that blows us out of the water, you're going to have the most tech geeky dude sitting in his basement. Every like, person studying aeronautics would be down there boom. going, I got something to top that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, because, I mean, it's like watching Star Trek. Yeah. We have a freaking piece of Star Trek right here in our hands, cell phones, you know, we, yeah. our communication device that we can take with us anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, people want to – we're America. We are so competitive. You know, you're over the top. 
nah, I'm going to be more over the top. You know, you're obnoxious. I'm going to be more obnoxious. You're we smart. About that. I'm smarter. You know, <laughs> we are very competitive. So it would behoove them if it was China or Russia or something like that to let the American public know that way. America can get involved and do what we I do. I think that if it was, that if it came out to be technology from another country, I believe it's going to be one of those situations where either A, I'm sure they may have already been aware of it, but because this stuff got released publicly, it's like, okay, now we have to do something about it, and so confront it that way. Or B, they will turn around and go, yeah, it was from China, it was from, or from Russia, whatever, and they're like, but we have the top people, you know, on our side, working to make something more advanced than what they have. No, I want to see the I Want You posters out again, you know, uh, with knows? a freaking UFO in the background, Uncle Sam with the Space Force pinfold <laughs> hat on, <laughs> talking about a potato. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, what, what, so this, this is what screws with me. Why the hell would they create the Space Force anyway if this wasn't an issue? Why are they making, you know, like a space shuttle-esque type thing to, like, drop bombs from, you know, upper Earth orbit or, like, intercept missiles and bombs. You mean bombs. why did we have satellites working on laser targeting all the way no, back in No, an actual aircraft. They've designed an aircraft. No, no, no. I'm just talking about in all the inform- stuff we're throwing out Yeah, there. the this Star Wars project, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know. But, I mean, legitimately... I mean, we saw with Israel, their Iron Dome defense system, Mm -hmm. that didn't 100% work. Like, they still got hit with missiles. It wasn't that much of an Iron Dome. It was more like an aluminum dome. Aluminum? Aluminum. I like saying it that way. (laughs) Aluminum. All I see is like a hot, blonde British chick saying, aluminum. (laughs) 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 All right. um, Whatever Whatever works for you to make you remember the word. (laughs) Yeah, aluminum. Um, but no, just like the stuff we have now doesn't work, you know, it doesn't work compared to the advances. There hasn't been major advances in like technology period that we're aware of. Really? Yeah, really. Most of the stuff that we have Trust right me, now was you like, have to think there are, there are jumps, leaps and bounds that we do in the military and stuff for, for advancement and weapons and so on and so forth. That will never go public for at least a good 20, 30 freaking years. Yeah, but most of the time, that happens during war because we're in competition with somebody. Yeah, but like, it's not like I said before. How you, it's it's war, good to hold your hand close to the chest, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. 100% get it. But, once again, we need the American public involved because we got some smart people just hanging out, chilling right now on unemployment. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to build this thing down here, and I'm already getting paid for it, so I'm going to go build this new rocket system for the Army. Yeah, And they're going to pay me 15 bucks an hour. Dude. (laughs) I am not even kidding. I'm paying more. Roger that. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be getting paid millions for something like that. Yeah, but Um, I mean, I think, honestly, we have some of the smartest people that we've ever had in American history. Oh, yeah. When it comes to this stuff, because you got kids that grew up with technology. Yeah, like absolutely. my son can operate my iPhone half the time better than I can, you know. Like, now that's exaggerating quite a bit, but like it's we have some of the smartest kids that grew up with technology that yeah. has nothing to them. There's kids in like elementary school learning computer programming. Oh, absolutely. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, you know. MySpace. So you got MySpace it. was teaching us HTML when we were. Preaching. That, that, that is too. true. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. See, we we <laughs> totally left Tom behind. Poor Tom. Think- I like Tom. Dude, you got to seriously think about this. We are living in a meme generation. Everybody makes memes, okay? What do you think you're learning? You're learning software programming and stuff by creating these memes. Yeah, you but know? I mean, it, and that's You're learning all so, kinds of stuff, and you don't so even realize easy. it. It's yeah. so easy, so simple. You have Google. You have a walking, you know, just yeah. plethora of information on anything you can think of. You can Google it and pop it up. So if we need the technology, listen up, FBI, ATF, all them, all them people. <laughs> The government. ones listening to our show? Yes. Wiretap. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> We're not listening. <laughs> Alexa, turn the lights on. I hope that turns somebody's lights on. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, just seriously, like, involve these people. Like, put it out there. Hey, you know, we need this technology to check it out. Release it with the June 25th statement saying, hey, we don't know what these things are. We'd appreciate some help from somebody that can help us match this technology or try to figure this out. We want you. Come help us out. We'll pay big money because people are looking for money. Yeah, but the people, problem is when you do that, you're going to have every nutcase on the planet rushing yeah. forward to get that job. It'll take them 
God knows how long to sift through all that. They, go, to your, they have, go to your nearest recruiter and they'll yeah, screen you. There you go. There I was you gonna go. Say, go go I mean, start there. Yeah. The Space Force wants you. <laughs> all right. So we did our 35-minute ad campaign for uh, for Space, Space Force. Force. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, that's my opinion. I think when this whole this whole thing gets released, it's going to be coming out. I highly doubt it's going to be like complete information of we were talking to people from planet XYZ, you know, this 100,000 light years away from here, and they uh, they're coming here to plant corn. I mean, we don't know, I, but I highly doubt it's going to be something that like in depth. It's just going to be basically here's objects that we encountered, here's where we encountered them, here's what happened during our encounter, and they left. And that's pretty much going to be it. We and look at the call. best known description you can. We have a phone call. Is this Tamara? This is Tamara. Hello, guy. What's, What's up? going on? <laughs> I have to apologize. My voice is a little scratchy. It's all going around. Are. Every single one of us. Yeah, we're doing the same thing tonight. We all got our allergies kicking it's in. spring version, too. Yep. Well, I don't know if it's allergies as, as much as talking too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. I, I'm going to admit, I did go out and see recording artist Chris Cruzy. Remember, he was a guest on The Voice. He's a big Wisconsin star, and he was in our small town here in Wisconsin. So cool. I was screaming. I'm not going to lie. But um, it was pretty exciting. But, yeah, I'm excited to tune in for some people tonight. That is pretty cool. So, anyways, to let our, our listening audience for today know, for anybody who's new who may be joining, uh, Miss Gleason, who is on air with us, is a very well-known psychic, medium, auto mechanic. She, you do, like, everything. I mean, <laughs> like, your list is, like, a mile long. Well, auto mechanic probably is not the thing to say. It's only <laughs> the least on my list. Um, but, yeah, I do a lot of different modalities to help and assist people right now during these incredible times. I mean, my whole life has been preparing for this, so I am ready for action. Awesome. Well, we were talking about having you as our guest for this last, like, 20-minute segment of the show mm-hmm. uh, and have someone, if they would like, to call in, uh, if they'd like to get a reading from you personally, and uh, they can call 941-745-1490. That's 941-745-1490. Now, because the way we plan this towards the end of the show and everything, if we don't have anybody call in here, you know, uh, shortly, um, Jesse actually wanted to volunteer to get a read. And I, I've been holding off on that because uh, we wanted to give other people a chance, obviously, if, you know, who listen to the show to call in to do it. But if they don't call in, say, within the next five minutes, then we're going to slap this over to Jesse and you can do a reading on him because I would love to hear what you have to say about him. You know, I, I know this sounds so cliche, but I really had a feeling I was going to be committed to death here. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> no, I, I, I know it sounds so obvious, but I'm like, I'm going to be reading Jesse tonight. Well, see, that's from, how it works. They, uh, they start coming in. They start filtering in before this even starts, right? That's just mm-hmm. been always the way it works. So, yeah. And, and see, and for me, because of the fact that I am the Antichrist, I don't want anybody to know, I didn't want you to do a reading on me to let her, oh, oh man, I let it out already. Never mind. Freaking useless. Worst Antichrist ever. Worst Antichrist ever. No, I, I would be happy to read Jesse. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll give it a little bit. We'll shoot the breeze. breeze. Yeah. So what have you the been breeze. having going on in your life here in, uh, since the last time we had you on air? Well, our, our dear friend Aaron Houdini is in town here for the weekend, so it's kind of fun to have our, our mystic friend Aaron Houdini. He's, he's always fun to have around, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have an opportunity to hang out with a Houdini, you do it, right? So, yeah. He just, is you know, the uh, – Aaron Houdini is the, the, what, grandson of, of Houdini or – No, no. Uh, Houdini didn't have children. He's actually the great-great-nephew. That's what it was, great-great-nephew. Okay, I couldn't remember the relation. I remember, I know obviously he's related to him. I couldn't remember the relation side of it, though. Yeah, he's just recently moved back up here to Wisconsin, which is kind of funny because one of Houdini's favorite quotes was, my greatest escape was Appleton, Wisconsin, and this Houdini's (laughs) greatest escape was the south up to Wisconsin. So, you know, our ancestors just keep calling us home, don't they? Oh, yeah. I would have to say my greatest escape was a relationship I had back in 95. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she liked pina coladas. If you like pina coladas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, do you got it? Do you got it, Blue? Do you got it? Do you got it? 
<laughs> My dude. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Just let it flow. <laughs> I hope okay. you all get it stuck in your head. You have to get it stuck in your head. Jesse and I, the, always stuck in my head. <laughs> Jesse and I, the place that we used to work out uh, together a long time ago, how we first met, uh, it was it just randomly started one day. <laughs> I looked over him and I was like, "Hey, Jesse." He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Do you like pina coladas?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Do you like getting caught in the rain?" <laughs> and he immediately knew what I was talking about, so he fills in the next word asking me. <laughs> and so we started doing this, right? So and then of course we would break into the chorus and we would sing it. So as time went by, we started getting in on this with everybody, randomly, that we worked with. We'd all of a sudden ask that question, and they'd be like, yeah, I like pina coladas, and be like, do you like getting caught in the rain? And all of a sudden, they would catch on, and then it would turn into a song. So we started seeing how many people we could make sing that song. It, it was with employees at first, and then it like went to like customers and stuff when there was like that awkward silence on a tour sometimes. Because oh, yeah. it'd be like, everybody's just kind of staring at each other and be like, hey, you like pina coladas? You like getting caught in the rain. And everybody would start laughing, and all of a sudden they'd be like, well, I'm not in health food. And then it, we're like, okay, <laughs> they know where we're going. And all of a sudden it would just roll, and everybody would start. We literally had a boat of 32 people singing this song. Wow, impressive. Yeah, this this is a, I told you I'm the Antichrist. I have a lot of influence. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I don't see that, but okay. Yeah, we uh, just some of the just goofy stuff that we'd come up with to keep us entertained. And that was just, it was on a fluke. And and I'm going to go ahead and say it. We worked at an aquarium. Um, I won't say the name. Um, it's out of Clearwater. <laughs> I don't care. What are they going to do? Fire me? I don't work there anymore. <laughs> so we we started doing this on the tour bus whenever there'd be like dead silence. Or people would be walking up and we'd ask them randomly. Or other employees out on the boats. Now, to be fair, we did get in trouble for this a couple times. <laughs> yeah, but we never stopped. <laughs> yeah. We were like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. And not even a day later, it'd be like, yeah, no. Do you like no. pina coladas? No. <laughs> I think one time we uh, gave the microphone to somebody. Like, we had an actual singer. Like, she that was her profession on the boat. Dude, she belted the vocals she out. She tore it up, bro. I mean, she was... Whew. I think the best one had to be was when we were coming back from the, the snorkel trip with the kids that day. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, they would always play, like, Disney music and all that on the boat where we're going out to do the snorkel trip and on our way back. Well, Jesse and I got bored, and we started singing, like, Hakuna Matata, I think. Yeah. And we got every kid screaming singing this song. As we're, like, pulling into, like, the dock, like, everybody's just staring at us like, are they okay? Because everybody's just screaming, Hakuna Matata. Oh, it was so fun. Dude, some of the people we worked with there were amazing. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, a huge shout-out to a lot of them out there because uh, they do a lot of good work. There's a lot of good Morgan. people there. Love Morgan. Dude, I I literally, like, text a couple people every once in a while, like, hey, how you doing? I miss you. <laughs> it's like, I wish we could hang out, but I work too much. <laughs> it's always a party in Florida. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Florida so much. I miss, I miss Florida so much. Well, bring your butt down here. Yeah, I'm actually in a book about Florida, believe it or not. How are you in a book about Florida? You live in Wisconsin. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I've traveled with a paranormal team called Unexplained Research for years. Did they ever explain it? Yep, the Unexplained Research team. So, www.unexplainedresearch.com. But, yes, the Haunted Road Guide to Florida location. So I've been blessed to investigate all throughout your lovely state. Well, for Jesse and I, we have done, well, especially for me, I have done investigations for, what, 20 years now? 21, no, 22. 22 years now. God, I'm old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? I've been bouncing around. I've been, I've been <laughs> then when I stop and pause, I'm like, do I really want to see how long I've been doing it? You know, but yeah. No. Hey, I look good for my age, though. You I'm, do. I'm 48, and, and you're losing weight, too. I mean, yeah. you're... You, this, I look like I'm in my this 30s. Dude, yeah. This dude dropped weight like nobody's business. Like, so, before he went down to Key West with his lady for her yeah. birthday, and they mm -hmm. had fun, he was like, all right, I'm on a diet now. And, like, he literally lost, like, two inches off your belt line or Yeah, whatever. two inches off my belt line, and I've lost, like, 22 pounds. And 20, like five, no, 25 pounds. Three weeks. Wow. I mean, oh, no, Blue, you haven't seen me in a long time. Do I look like I've lost weight? Uh, I don't pay attention to those care. things, so Nobody I have cares. no idea. <laughs> Worst board op ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I know your sound. I had your song ready. This is true. This is true. Great board op. 
sucks at observation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> no, actually, we love Blue. Uh, Blue happened to be in, in the office today working, uh, doing some crafting stuff. And we turn around, and Blue is like, you know, hey, I can stick around if you like. We're like, yeah, absolutely. We haven't talked to you in God knows how long. Jump on air with us. Yeah, no, and uh, he's been doing some awesome work with, can I say it? Yeah, Fairgrounds. With Fairgrounds, and uh, it's on Creative Loafing, if you want to take a look at it. Um, Yeah, there's there's, there's crafting, and then there's what Blue does, and he he ain't making, like, like, you know, a sweater for Grandma. We're talking about, like... (laughs) Like, huge projects. like Huge props. Yeah. Because, like, we were talking, like, outside. We were talking behind your back. We were oh, like, great. we were like, you <laughs> it was know, all good. You know, <laughs> there's the little projects that he used to do, and then there's that. And it's like, look, we need to, like, reach out to, like, people and, like, you're really good. Thank you. You're yeah, really, absolutely. really good. See, it's terrifying. Jesse and I, we work in reverse. If it's good stuff about you, we keep it to ourselves. <laughs> if it's bad stuff about you, we tell you to your face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm we, all right with that. Yeah. that that's how we work. That's yeah. how we roll. Yeah. All right. So, you know what? We've only got uh, 15 minutes le- uh, Actually, 14 minutes left. So, i tell you what. We haven't had a call. Go ahead and read Jesse because i got to hear how this goes. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Jesse, while you are totally on the spot, what is it you would like to know? Do you have any questions in – because obviously we have 15 minutes. We could go real deep or just bring through what needs to come through. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do I really like pina coladas? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I keep saying, are, are you related to Jesse James? Because boy, you are a cowboy. Um, that is my namesake. So, yeah. yep. um, my father and mother were kind of into like the whole uh, rebel western thing when they named yep. me. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, my name is literally Jesse James. The rest. Yeah. <laughs> well, ironically, we're into those things because we've been there, if you know what I mean. So that's why I'm like, I'm getting in, Jesse James. They didn't just name you because, you know, it's a sad coincidence like that. You truly do have, you know, past life in the Old West. So with I would that. I totally believe that. Yep. Yeah. So with that, I mean, parents know we incarnate in soul groups, right? The parents know. So, I mean, Obviously, it's the traditional name, Jesse James, but no, it, it, it's coming through very strongly. I am also seeing a, a guy with the big old-fashioned mustache. I don't know what that regards to you, but do you have, <laughs> do you have any lineage in the Old West? Um, uh, the closest I have to lineage in the Old West is the uh, um, Native American part of my bloodline. The rest were Irish um, fleeing okay. slavery. Okay. So the, the Native American, it, it, it's interesting because you are, you do have totem animals around you. I'm seeing the turtle, the eagle, the hawk. So you are a messenger, which, you know, the hawk being the messenger, um, you are a messenger of God's love, of creator's love. So, um, but definitely they're really wanting you to connect with your ancestral lineage a lot more because they're available. You have mystic qualities of your own. You've had prophecies and dreams, and you do connect with the not living, so to speak. So start working with that a little bit more. It's kind of something you don't really talk about that much, but it's time. It's time. Come on. You guys, both of you, you can't just do this stuff and not claim it, right? So it's time to start, start claiming that these intuitive qualities of being able to receive messages from beyond this reality it's just a time we all do that. And once you open that door, the veils are so thin right now that we're all going to start being having, having quantum awakening to our soul journey here, why we're here at this time as volunteers to assist the planet in this great awakening. So that's what I'm saying. Your ancestors are very much available to you. And you may be even getting called the journey or or getting called out to some of these sacred sites so do not be a surprise if you do get called out west um for some events the desert seems to be calling you I just, it, you're very dusty <laughs> you're very dusty i just keep seeing like this this dusty trail so that's when you're going to have far he, more memories he's usually covered in fertilizer i was just thinking about that but well no so which is true <laughs> Long story. No, I'm gonna let her finish. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a long story behind that. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was in chance because my dad took one. But anyways. 
but so so go ahead i I really am getting that you are supposed to talk that'll help them connect so uh uh just a funny story i as a like teenager i became obsessed with uh dune um the book series by frank herbert sci-fi series and a lot of the like genetic memory stuff in there because like i that is literally a thing we've made discoveries that genetic memory is a thing Mm -hmm. you know our Genes have memory. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day. Um, I think it was Free Range American, where they're using um, uh, psychedelics to uh, help uh, military members with PTSD. Yeah, that's Free that Range was, American. Yep. Yeah, that was part of it. But um, so I had this obsession with Dune, and then like I. Not even kidding. I almost cussed. Um, <laughs> not even kidding. Like um. Uh, that used to be one of my nicknames, Desert Creature, because I was just like, I am a desert creature, you know, because like I, I feel at home in the wilderness. <gasps> I feel at home with nobody oh around. Oh my God, you're a desert creature, and you're short. You're a Jawa. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Jawa. <laughs> you love Star Wars. Think about it. You you are addicted to Star Wars. You're a freaking Jawa. I'm a Jawa. Yep, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to get that sound down now. That is so cool. But no, I mean that that was. I'm very at home in the wilderness, and, like, I have seriously been on it about, like, I even talked to my wife about that. I was like, look, I need to get out in the woods more, like, and there's scientific research backing that, which is kind of like, that's where my mind goes. I I need that evidence. I need that research, and there's um, now scientific evidence that, you know, spending three days in the woods without your cell phone and stuff actually boost alpha waves in your brain and helps with like your cognitive ability and stuff and i've i've been struggling with you know being surrounded by like you know the concrete jungle here for quite a while see our difference is yours is woods mine's water for me i like the solitude of being in the open water with nobody around i i love the solitude of being on the water uh that's i i really like and it's it's kind of weird, uh, to, but I'm gonna make this short so we can get back to you for her doing the reading. But the, the thing is, is, I've always had a calling for the water. Not yeah. just that I enjoy the water; it's a calling. I I can't be that far away from the water or the beach for a long extended period of time. It drives me crazy. I literally start getting like hypertensive. I get um you know like um a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. I I got to be near the water is where I'm comfortable. Well, that's exactly what like a lot of this research is saying, like how people are so anxious and, you know, have all this hypertension and are so stressed out is because we're so disconnected. Exactly. We're so disconnected and I mean mother earth earth is a pulsating you know, being in her, in herself and that's why we feel so disconnected. So they're really telling you to get connected and as far as you chance you've had past lives under the sea if you know what i mean so have you ever had like water dreams where you're deep under sea um actually pretty frequent (laughs) yeah yeah you know and i know that sounds so surreal to us but we've been multi we've been so many different things and as the veils get thinner at the end of one age and into the next we are truly going to start awakening of truly how multidimensional we are, as well as memories and, and things waking up in our own consciousness of who we are. So, I mean, I know it sounds frou-frou. I know it sounds a little out there, but you Florida guys can take it, no problem. Oh, yeah. But I would really recommend doing uh, age regression therapy to really start, because I, I just keep getting in that you guys need a, a booster if you will. So like age this. regression therapy, Jesse and I both should be starting to do that because yeah. I mean, I already act like I'm 12. So I'm halfway there. Roger that. Well, yeah. it, it's, it's because what, what keeps coming through is you guys are a wealth of knowledge for these times right now. Yeah. And there's no coincidence that you're being called to do this show, to bring the medicine to the people forward. Um, because as people talk about their own stories, it starts unlocking memories in everybody's right the collective and as we continue to awaken we'll realize that this this stuff just doesn't matter there's far more of a spiritual awakening going on here we are waking up to the best version of ourselves and that's really really exciting so we are clearing layers and layers but when you start waking up to what makes you vibrationally feel whole healthy complete 
that's when you truly are living the good life, so to speak. Well, how about this? How about what is your take on this soon-to-be release from the Pentagon with the uh, from the Freedom of Information Act about the UAP, UAPs and the UFO spottings and all that's been going on? Recently? First of all, thank you for the reading. That was super You're cool. Never had awesome. a reading before. Really, a virgin. <laughs> Wow, we went there. Not <laughs> well, anymore. You know, it, it's like pretty, <laughs> well, I think it's pretty awesome of you to not only not get a reading before, but do it right on the air on your own show. I think that's pretty awesome. Jesse and I are not scared to really do much of anything, especially when it comes down to our show. I'm not jumping out of a plane. Oh, ever. Come on. <laughs> really? Ever. That's it. I'm short for a reason. I belong on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> on the ground, on the water. I can okay. swim. I can run. I can walk. I can't fly. So, yeah. I'll take planes. I'll take heli- I hate helicopters, but I'll take them. I love I riding to. helicopters. Dude, every time I've ridden in a helicopter, it's been in a storm. So we've been, like, hitting microbursts and dropping, like, 30 feet. No, thank you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you've had straight bad influences. Yeah, or nothing bad, else. Not influences, I mean, but we bad had, moments. We had yeah. phenomenal pirates. That, uh, pirates. <laughs> what were you doing on the water, Jesse? <laughs> well, let's see. What happened was... Do you we were, mind explaining that brand new Lamborghini in the parking lot? Well, we were after the treasure and the booty too, so um. Awesome. Oh. But yeah, uh, yeah, you guys. No uh, I just want to hear your pirating tell now. <laughs> no, no, no. All all the pilots were yeah. uh, former military. They're all veterans, so they knew what they were doing. Dude, I tell you what, man. I I didn't know what I was doing. When you know, I did. I served in the Navy, and then of course served in the Coast Guard. I was a coxswain in the Coast Guard for you know boat captain in a small boat station, and working hand in hand with like the helos. You know, when they're out there doing their operations, you know, they don't. We don't get phone calls when the weather's fine and everything's good. No. Nope. You know, we go out when stuff is horrible, and watching how these guys could handle those helicopters. I mean, in that kind of wind and rain and everything else. It just phenomenal, amazing. Uh, there's moments that, I, you know, that, you know, as a boat captain, I'm thinking, yeah, man, I am gung-ho. I am cool. Look how I'm handling these waves and yada, yada, yada. And then I see what the helo's dealing with, and I'm like, I totally suck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those guys are good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, like Jesse with his calling to the woods and the desert and stuff like that, mine just always been the water, Yeah. You know? I think in my past life I was probably a pirate. It wouldn't surprise me. It uh, wouldn't no. surprise me either. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to the question to you because we only got like two and a half minutes here. So real quick, what is your take on this uh, information coming out from the Pentagon uh, on, by June 25th for the UAPs and UFOs? Do you think they're going to have any information saying, yes, we're in contact with any of them, or do you think it's going to be very minute and small amount of information? Well, they've been slowly leaking, right? Little, just little tidbits. But I mean, truly, I, I think those that are awakened to it already are kind of past it. So it, now it almost looks boring. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Anything they throw out there, it's like kind of like child's play to most of us because we have this beautiful thing called, you know, the internet. So I think it's really kind of cool that people are just waking up very, very quickly. Because they're able to, you know, start looking in to these different, you know, they can go right to the library, you know, and start realizing that, yeah, come on, let's face it. But it, it, they're going to have to do, and I have heard that they have, you know, some of them are just going to give a little bit, and a lot of it is our, actually our stuff, right? But where did this technology come from? Did they back engineer it, right? Mm-hmm. And. It's all about the technology, and I think we're truly ready for it. I That's kind of my prayer. Of, you know, just it, it's time, but I think that's what the whole fight about all of this is, is, you know, once it's out there, there's no going back, right? So they yep. are going to have to slowly do it in a way that most people can digest it, you know. You don't give a baby a steak. You give them a little bit. Give them bacon. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Because I gotcha. There's been so much no, 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 no. And now with the you know, invention of the smartphone and everybody having a camera and a video camera on hand all the time, let alone the veils are thinning. All People right. are seeing these everywhere. They're seeing. We got 29 seconds not. left of the show. So, Tamara, I yeah. hate to cut you short. No but problem. Thank you for coming on the show yes, and reading me. And it Jesse, was very amazing. Especially Jesse. That was pretty awesome. That was super cool. Awesome. 
Yeah, sorry. Thanks for having me. I lost track of time. I just happened to glance up. I'm like, whoa, we're ending in like 30 seconds. <laughs> so, Tamara, thank you for calling in. We'll have you again in the near future, and we will have some fun. Thanks. Have a great weekend, guys. You have too. Have a Father's Day. Bye. Bye. And to our audience, have a great weekend. Be safe. Bye. Happy Father's Day. were hardliners and the other one was the former central bank chief of Iran's relatively moderate president Hassan Rouhani. Now Raisi's win signifies a major victory for hardliners who've taken